the general in the middle of the midfield, Neil Kilkenny, joins us via Zoom now. Neil, thanks for joining us on the show. How you doing, guys? We're doing well, mate. Uh, tell us about your journey at the at the club this season. What, in, what enticed you, first of all, to, to join Western United? Um, obviously, I, I heard about the interest. I had a bit of interest from um, other clubs, um, another uh, Melbourne club as well. But, um, you know, uh, I was excited with the background of the club, where they wanted to go. Um, people that want to invest in the club and, you know, they have good people here. They And then, obviously, I, I knew the assistant manager that was coming in as well. And I knew bits and pieces of John Aloisi, um, played with John Aloisi as well. But obviously, I was very young at the time. And, um, you know, it was it was an opportunity that, that I wanted to explore. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a good move. Well, you played with John Aloisi as a very young player. He's become your coach. It was a, a similar situation for yourself at Perth with, with Tony as well. He was someone who played alongside you, now coached you. Are you making a habit of that sort of thing intentionally or is it just a coincidence? No, I, see, I think it's just a coincidence, you know. Um, obviously, I know that, you know, both of them characters that you spoke to are very big in the Australian game and, and winners, Um and they knew my personality, my character, what they were, they were, they were bringing to the club. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a winner, and I want to push myself, but and push everyone around me uh, every day. Um, it's not just on on a Saturday that you have to be pushed. You have to be pushed every day because the results you do on the training ground actually, uh, then it obviously uh, lays over to the to the match day. So. Um, yeah, the, probably the biggest thing was obviously I knew that the, the winners that were coming into the club. A lot of players have, have described you as a bit of a coach on the field and, and someone who's, you know, always driving standards, um, you know, at training or during matches. Has that always been part of your, your personality or is that a leadership role that you've grown into over the course of your career? Oh, I've got an interest in coaching, obviously. So um, over the years, I've, I've taken a lot of things in that managers that I've worked with. Um you know, and it's been fantastic because, you know, I've, I'm playing with um, some players here that, you know, are up and coming, some good, you know, young players, youngish players that, and no matter what I, I, I you know, the, the adrenaline of the game, I'm only trying to help the team, help, help everyone as a structure. And you see our structure this year, it's fantastic. You know, everyone knows their jobs and that's a result down to the management team that, that have been here. And they've drilled it into the players, and and obviously through my experience over the season, over the years, and definitely working and listening to what they say within the meetings and and in training every day, I try and reiterate the messages that they they um, they they express to the group, and and as an older player, that's um, you know one thing that I need to be doing to make the group keep pushing forward and and not rest on their laurels. Speaking of reiterating the message from the the coaching staff, one one person I've heard you speak uh, very highly of in particular in the past is, of course, your assistant, uh, your assistant coach, Hayden Fox. You know, he was obviously um, with you in your Perth Glory days as well. And from from listening to you speak about him in the past, it's clear that he's had a big impact on yourself and maybe how it informs your own coaching opinions. What is your relationship with with Foxy like, and and what are the biggest learnings you've taken out of uh, working alongside him? Obviously, um, 
I knew of Foxy before I worked with him at Perth. He came into Perth and, you know, a new manager, you know, a new coaching staff as assistant manager. And, um, you know, you, you want to listen to what they do. And when you're an experienced player, you, you know, and, and you work with the experienced players, they've been around the game for a long time. So, you know, if they're good, you know, you know, as soon as they speak, you're like, this guy knows his stuff. Or, or I don't know, I don't know about him. But within working with Foxy for straight away, I, I knew that he was very good at his job. And obviously the results speak for themselves, the, the results that we had at Perth. And then obviously he's now come here and he's doing exactly the same here, obviously with a new manager. And the new manager, um, the manager, John Aloisi, is a fantastic manager as well. And about management is... A great manager surrounds themselves with good coaches and great coaches to push them and to help them as well. Because in football, you don't know everything, you know. So, and then they have to sign good players, good characters within the changing room to reiterate what they want from the group and get the message across. And like I said, they're, they're fantastic coaches, um, obviously. And I, I knew from working with Foxy at Perth that. This guy knows his stuff and he's top drawer and obviously working under John Aloisi and this is the first time as a, as a manager I worked under him. I've listened to him, the way that he speaks to the group, the way he deals with personalities, the way he gets his message across. It shows to me that, you know, he's a fantastic manager and um, I'm, I've really enjoyed it this season. Well, it does sound like you're uh, you're destined for a career in management yourself uh, when you eventually hang up the boots. Neil, is that something you've been thinking about for a while? Yeah, um, I think obviously since I was very, you know, professionally at 24, 25 and, you know, you look at, at listen to coaches and managers and over the years you, you listen and you take in the things that you've really enjoyed. And, and I think I, I would really enjoy coaching and management. Um, obviously, um, my my situation with the family is a different thing in the sense of, of coaching and management life is very similar to a player's life in the sense of, you know, you, you get a lot of it, but there's a lot of um, sacrifices you have to make, um, which I, obviously I found out this year with being away from my family for 10 months now. So it's, um, it's been tough. On the, the subject of, you know, uh, other players <clears throat> within the squad who we've spoken about in the past, Josh, with those kind of coaching ambitions, uh, one of them is very close to uh, to home for you in, in the uh, the base of midfield, and that's Stephen Lustiger. He's also pretty big into his coaching. You guys have formed a, a really, really solid partnership this season, obviously. You know, you're the defensive anchor, and Lustig does his defensive work as well, but can get forward and score those goals with third man runs. How have you uh, found working alongside him in the base of midfield this year? Yeah, um, I've played against, obviously, Lusty um, a few times over the years and I've always thought he's a good player. And, you know, some until you work with someone and, and, you, and you see them every day. Um, and like I said, good coaching, good management. You need to bring in players that complement other players, you know, um, I think, you know, in, to a certain extent, we, we complement each other. You know, he, he nicks a goal. He, he knows how to arrive into the box, uh, right? And I can sit in behind him. Um, I, I sort of build up the play from deeper and, and and he's very capable of doing that, but it's not his major strength. He can do it. but So, yeah, it's been good um, to play with Lusty and, and hopefully, you know, 
I can help help him and compliment him to as much as I can. You mentioned you, you've picked up bits and pieces from, from players and coaches that you've encountered over the years and you've had a really successful career over in the UK as well as in the A-League. Uh, perhaps from your, your UK days, who were some of the uh, the coaches that you've admired and, and taken lessons from over that journey? Um, I've worked, obviously, with Steve Bruce and, and um, Simon Grayson, who was obviously my manager at Leeds and Preston. Um, you know, in, in Australian football, they wouldn't be such big names. Obviously, Simon Grayson, people would know more so of Steve Bruce, but I've picked up man management skills from Steve Bruce, the way that he used to deal with things. Um, I was I was a young person, but you know, and, and then obviously Simon Grayson over the years. But you know, as a as a um, a player, you you work with managers and you try and you know pick the the good things, but not not so good things as well. You know, I've worked with managers over the years as well that you know you see them do certain things and you're like, okay, well that's maybe not the way to deal with that situation, and mm-hmm. and obviously if with a certain situation or that's the way I, I, you know, you should deal with it. So you pick up these good and bad things, but I've worked over uh, the years um, with so many managers. It's hard to say, but obviously over the, because they're fresh in your mind, definitely over the last two, three years, um, uh, probably two, four years, say four or five years, I've definitely um, learned a lot of stuff. I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into the the learnings from your your playing experience over in the UK because obviously anyone who knows your story is familiar with you know the fact that you moved across um, to the UK you know when you were growing up to give yourself uh, a better chance of you know getting into that top top um, level of football and you broke through the the youth ranks at Arsenal. Obviously, you mentioned earlier in the interview you know that the role you're sort of playing in helping to bring young players through this team at Western United who obviously they want to reach the mountain with this club, but many of them would look at England as the absolute pinnacle, the place to go in football. What do you think, you know, having experienced both those playing environments, taking a lot of learnings out of it, what do you think was the the key in sort of getting you across to that that environment in the UK and, and really being a standout? Well, obviously, <clears throat> there's a different mentality to everything over there um, in the sense of the cutthroat to the level of the cutthroat industry that you're in. Um, but I think as well, a lot of it comes down to um, the mental strength of players. Um, players, you know, go into the right club at the right time. Say, for instance, if you're a technical player, don't go to a long ball team uh, just because they're in England or they're, because you could go there and get swallowed up very quickly as well. So, and I think obviously that would help with the cutthroat industry that you're in, in, in over in, in Europe in the sense of you see a lot of young Australian boys go over to Europe and maybe not be able to handle it mentally because it is so cutthroat. And you have to be very headstrong, very determined. And when you take the knocks, you have to get yourself back up and dust yourself down again to go again. Um, so yeah, so definitely if, if any young players wanted advice, I would always advise them, uh, in my opinion, um, which has got a decent, um, experience and, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm brutally honest as well. So, um, but I'll always, always try and help young players, um, and try and advise them if they ask my opinion, um, 
if it was right or wrong, what they should, what in my opinion, what they should be doing. I wanted to rewind, if if we could, to your your full Premier League debut back in uh, back in two thousand and five. I think it was against Liverpool, and obviously the the day didn't end so great for you with the with the red card. But it seems like you did enough that day to impress some of your uh, your more established teammates, and they they had some words of encouragement for you in the media afterwards. Just how important was that? You know that experience and and getting that that positive feedback from those senior figures at the time because you know you look at it on paper you made your debut against Liverpool the red card the draw it, you know it could be perceived as a negative experience but it looked like it turned into a positive one for you. Yeah, um, obviously, um, you know I found out a couple of hours before the game uh, that I was playing um, against Liverpool. They just won, I think the the the, the uh, the European Champions League as well. Uh, that the next season, um, I made my debut and uh, eighty. I think it was eighty third minute. Um, someone's hit the bar, and I think it was hit the bar, or even coming with a header. And I've literally put my hand out from a natural reaction. I literally, it was like I put my hand out and then gone. Oh no, what have I done? It was just a, a reaction. Obviously, from the emotion of the game, wanting to succeed so much. You know, I just put my hand out and then as soon as I touched it, I realised what I'd done. And obviously we were winning 2-1 at the time, I think. Um, and um, it was a penalty. I got sent off straight red. And uh, Gibriel Cisse um, scored the penalty to to make it 2-2. But people forget that. Um, and I always remember that it was our, in the, our first point at home that season. So I was really upset. Uh, I fit obviously from from that, but like I said, um, football turns so quickly, so you have to dust yourself off and go again. And from them experienced players I've played with, um, yeah, it was nice words, and and they helped me through um, a couple of difficult difficult hours um, after the game. It's it's interesting, isn't it, Josh? Sort of listening to that story and comparing it to your role within in the squad this this season, Neil. Obviously, still. A standout as a as an individual playing in the base of the midfield, but helping out those around you, giving it honest advice to the young players. It kind of feels like a a bit of a a full circle moment. I mean, what does that kind of transition from taking those lessons to now giving them uh, mean to you? Well, obviously, you know, people and fans and everyone they see the perception of you know on the pitch, you know, the adrenaline running through, and maybe sometimes you know the way I say things, but I think now people know that within the group and, 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 you know, that I play with that it's the passion of the game that's coming out. And then they actually, I always say to them sometimes, don't listen to the way I say it, listen to what I say because of the the game. You're so engrilled into the game that you say it with a certain anger or whatever. And it's like, you know, it comes across maybe as I'm having a go at them, but it's actually not. I'm just actually trying to come on like the adrenaline of game like sort of sweeps you with it. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, that's maybe one thing that obviously as a coach, you won't be adrenaline with the running around and stuff. You would be in so you can actually help people on the as a coach more where when you're involved in the in the fight. So you say, um you know, um, maybe you say it a wrong way, but yeah, it's um, it is. It's um, it's 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 funny how you know certain things because obviously I know what 
I hear people that used to give me advice and when I was a youngster, some, it's like anything, you know, you go, oh, whatever, he's oh, whatever. And then mm-hmm. when you get older, you're going, oh, gee, that come, I should have really listened to him. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I've been in both spaces now, obviously being an older player. So it's interesting. Well, it's funny you say that, Neil, because I think it, it depends on the coach is what I would say. There's a lot of red faces and angry words on the touchline in the A-League. So I think it depends on how you're able to, <coughs> to, I guess, uh, to guess handle those emotions. Uh, West United this season, we've been uh, very impressed with the performances and the results, of course. We'd be remiss if we didn't um, go into uh, the defeat against Wellington. Uh, it seemed as if they, they sprung a bit of a, a tactical surprise in that game. Yeah, I've always said that around this time of the season, being the experience that I've been in before, that teams show you a lot more respect and they go, okay, these guys are, you know, they're going to dominate us or they might break on us. So we're going to have to maybe sit in and hit them on the break. And and that's what they did. And, And sometimes, you know, as a group, you have to hold your hands up and say, you know, we weren't at our level and Wellington played well as well in the, the in in sense of the tactical uh in the tactical what what they did tactically so we have to brush ourselves down like i said there's going to be many many there's five games to go there's going to be many many twists and turns um you know everyone probably after the game would have thought oh you know well that's it you know game over so and now and then within three hours everyone's then looking around going oh we can go and go and do well and we can go and win it again. So, like I said, there's so many twists and turns in in a title race throughout the season, but in a title race that you've just got to knuckle down, you know, you take a few hits, get it back up and go again. And, and as a group, that's what we need to do. You know, the, um, the intensity of training this week's been fantastic. It's probably been a re- gone to a really high level again. So um, hopefully that, that will, you know, go over to a Saturday. It's a diff- it's a completely different equation, isn't it? Because you know, obviously, your guys' speed and directness has been something that's really helped you to get the results that you have this season. And now, you know, those counter attacks, those transitions, are, are something that you're having to deal with more and more as teams change their approach. Has that been a real focus on the training pitch this season? You mentioned that the intensity's been much higher, but has that been one of the keys, sort of trying to? work on dealing with those, um, you know, counter-attacking moments and, and closing them down? I think we'll work on that over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've worked on the intensity, um, you know, bodies getting recovered from the game um, last Saturday. Um, and it's been, um, we've played, you know, a lot, of, a lot of games this season in the sense of, um, you know, a lot of minutes for players. So um, I'm sure over the next couple of days, you know, Saturday, we got Thursday, Friday, to concentrate on things that the manager wants and we trust the, the coaching staff the management massively um they're one of the reasons why you know the club are in in this situation now and um i'll definitely um you know i think if people turned around to us and said at the start of the season you know five games to go that you you know if you win the last five you you win the league, then I think a lot of fans and a lot of people would have, well, everyone probably would have gone, yeah, okay, we'll take that. So, like I said, um, we'll see what we do on Thursday and Friday, but hopefully, we, you know, we can put on a performance on Saturday and get the win. And obviously, as you just brought it up, you've got a chance to get back to winning ways and, and show the the fruits of the labour in the training track in midweek against Perth, obviously your old side as well. How do you feel going into that one? Uh, and it's in, in Tasmania as well, so a lot of variables to throw up. Yes, yeah, you know, 
it's disappointing the situation that, that Perth Glory find themselves in. Um, even when I was there last year, I could feel it at the start of last season. Uh, be it, like I said, as an experienced pro, you know, you, you can't pull the wool over over your eyes. You know, you know what's going what's going on. Uh, you can sense certain things going on. Uh, like I said, I could sense it with him walking through the doors here. That I knew that we would surprise a lot of a lot of clubs this year with everything. The players, the characters in the changing room, the younger ones that had been here um, last year that were desperate to succeed. Obviously, a structure that's been put in place within out the club, and and that comes down, you know, to everything. But yeah, it's um, we're really looking forward to to the to the game um, on Saturday, and and we're confident, you know, we got to put on a performance, and hopefully, we'll get the three points. Well, I mean, it's a cliche, but I guess it's three finals coming up, coming up with these three games in hand on Melbourne City. You win all three, you're top of the league. Yeah, of course, and. You know, like I said, I, you know, if you want to win the league, that's what you've got to do. You've got to win games, you know, and and, and that's what it's all about. Um, there's a different, that's a that's a different pressure than quite a few of the boys ha- haven't had in in their careers so far. Um, but that's why you, you know, as a management, you know, um, you know, they've been there before as as players um, and and coaching staff. So I'm sure that they can you know, help with that experience as well. Well, Neil, we better let you go. You've been very generous with your time. Thank you so much for joining us and, and giving an insight into into you and your career. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in action in Tasmania on Saturday. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, I really appreciate the chat.